You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovitz, and this is our weekly look at the Chicago White Sox. I am joined, as I am each week, by Scott Merkin. And, Merck, uh, I'm glad you could join us today. Uh, it's still morning in Chicago as we record this, and it seems like you have survived Grateful Dead Night at U.S. Cellular Field, so that's good. Yeah, you know, nothing, uh, no offense to the deadheads, I believe they are called, but that's that's one group I never really never really got. They're, they're not the Eagles for me, but, hey, more power to everyone who loves them, and uh, they had a nice little uh, production last night at the ballpark, and we'll get the baseball shortly thereafter. Very good, very good. Well, we learned on Tuesday that uh, Chris Sale is headed back to the All-Star game for the fifth straight year, and he's a perfect five for five, Mark. Five years as a starting pitcher in the big leagues, five years as an All-Star. We talked about this a little bit last week, but uh, certainly seems like he's the favorite to start that game for the American League. Yeah, Sale getting selected is about as surprising as it being you know cold in December in Chicago. There was very little doubt that Chris was going to be a representative for the White Sox. I think some Sox fans and people in the organization are a little disappointed Quintana didn't make it because he's had a very good season. I think Jose probably was hurt a little bit by a, a not a rough June by any imagination, but didn't pitch as great as he had in the first couple months. And, of course, you know, until his last start against Houston, just got no run support. I think at one point he had eight of nine starts where he had one run or zero, which is pretty hard to, to pitch around. But anyways, back to say, I mean, just, you know, five years as a starter, five years as an all-star, just kind of a remarkable performer, you know, one of the top starters in baseball. And yeah, again, I, I, I don't see, you know, no offense to Stephen Wright or Danny Salazar or Cole Hamels, but it's got to be Sale. And not just, you know, I know people don't love the win totals, but the fact is that they're there. He's 14-2 and two on a team with 43 wins and is two games over 500 overall. And, you know, he's, he's up in the league leaders in whip and opponents average against and ERA. And even though he's not going for the strikeouts, he's right there as one of the leaders. I, I believe he leads the American League in innings pitch. So it, it's it's hard to argue. And, you know, I, I, even if Ned Yost doesn't want to, you know, tip the cap to someone in the division, it's kind of hard to argue that. Uh, and I don't think that'll be the case either. It's kind of argue that anyone but Sale should start on Tuesday. Yeah, Sale uh, seems like a safe pick there. He was a no-brainer for the All-Star game. And, and Todd Frazier I, I he's was also a, starting Friday against Atlanta, so he'll have no problem in terms of rest if it's on that Tuesday. And he might not have any problem in terms of uh, padding his numbers against that Atlanta offense. But, yeah, there you uh, go. <laughs> Maybe uh, the first career no-hitter. <laughs> we knew Sale would make it. We knew Todd Frazier wouldn't make it on account of his batting average, uh, but he has expressed interest in uh, – in uh, vying to to uh, maintain his home run derby title, and it seems like uh, the way the winds are blowing, it seems like they'll get that opportunity. We don't know that for sure as we record this, Merck, but uh, uh, be nice to see uh, Frazier defend his title out there in San Diego. It's interesting. I talked to him uh, back. I want to say middle of May about this, and even then, he said he just loved the competition. He just had the best time out there, and it was just exciting for him. And he said. He thinks about it all the time, and he wants to defend. And yeah, I, I see. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't. He said he's bringing his brothers back again. Uh, I think it's what Charlie is the pitcher. He threw him in the derby, and then Jeff, as he said, is his hype man. So they'll both be back in uh, San Diego. But yeah, it's a good thing for him. He's got that kind of swing that is conducive to the derby. And you know, the sock, that thats one thing that has not been an issue at all. With many things have not been an issue. With top the first half, he's you know right up there in the major league leaders at home runs, 23 at the time of, that we're taping this. Solid defense from Frazier, starting to you know make a little, 
get a little more consistent contact. And again, I don't think they acquired this guy to hit 300. I think they acquired him to do pretty much everything he's done, be a great clubhouse presence, solid defense in third, strong power guy, driven in some runs. You know, I think they'd like a little more out of the average side. He's still hovering around 200, maybe in the 240, 250 range. But he's been a pretty solid pickup for them, and he's, you know, I know very excited. He said this a couple times about the thing, you know, being in San Diego for a day, defending the title, and then getting a couple of days to kind of rest and regroup and get ready for the start of the second half in Anaheim. Sox have won 10 of their last 15 as we record this. Uh, Merck, their most encouraging stretch we've seen from this club since April, basically. What's the key uh, to this recent stretch? Well, one of the things that, that's impressive about them, which was not impressive during that 10 and 26 buck, I think they were 3 11 and 1, off the top of my head, I want to say, in series during that stretch. And now they're, if they, you know, as we're taping this, it's the series finale against the Yankees. A win in that would be five straight series wins, and then, like you said, going into Atlanta this weekend, who is, you know, one of the two worst teams in baseball in Chicago. I, I think one of the keys has been, you know, better starting pitching. They're getting a little more timely hitting, and, you know, the deeper starting pitching is allowing the bullpen to kind of regroup a little bit. And even some of the younger guys like Beck and Noah are kind of finding a, a little bit of a niche. It's still kind of a work in progress down there. But without Zach Putnam and Jake Petrushka, they're, you know, they're doing what they can to fill in there. But just, you know, a little better overall play. The defense has continued to play well. And I think Anderson has made a difference. Tim Anderson's added a spark in that lineup. And, and like I said, just the key thing is keep winning series. That's, the, that's you know, in this fight where it looks right now like it's going to be for one of the two wild cards. And really, you know, you can get one or the other because it's not like anyone is running away with a wild card and leaving the second just to the lag behind. But, you know, in that fight for the wild card, you got to keep winning series. As long as you keep winning series, you're going to stay competitive for a postseason spot. Uh, I know they hope Justin Morneau is, is part of that second-half uh, bid for a playoff spot. Uh, it sounds like he's up and at him uh, in a minor league uh, rehab assignment. Uh, I know he got his first action, uh, I believe it was Monday. Is that correct, Mark? Right, he played uh, – he was 0 for 2 Monday, 0 for 2 on Tuesday, so he's 0 for 4 as we tape this. But again, you know, results don't matter as much, I don't think, as, as much as the process and how he feels. And he uh, spoke from Charlotte yesterday, after, or, you know, on, on Tuesday after his first appearance, that everything was good, everything bounced back fine the next day. So, you know, they're, they're excited. He's one of the guys they're looking at as kind of one of their additions, you know, for sure. You know, the trade deadline, they're going to get Austin Jackson most likely back at some point from that knee surgery. And I've got to keep a, an eye on And, again, this is, you know, a little far-reaching, but the kid they drafted uh, number 26 overall this year, Zach Birdie, already up at A Birmingham, kind of following the quick Chris Sale, Carlos Rodon path. And, again, you know, I was warned by some people in the organization, don't put the cart before the horse here. But, um, you know, if he pitches well and there is a need and they feel like this is going to be, you know, they're going to have a strikeout guy who can throw 100 mile an hour, Hundred miles an hour at the back end of the bullpen, then you may see him give a look during the year. Again, they're not going to force it. They're not going to. What they haven't done, and they you saw that with Tim Anderson, is they're not going to force a guy up who's not ready just to fill in the other team. But if they match, that could be you know another addition. But yeah, I think they're expecting not you know big things from Renato. I think they're expecting him to come back and be the guy who won the batting title in 2014, or the guy who was an MVP from Minnesota, but they are expecting, you know, some left-handed contributions from him on offense, and he's off to his rehab start, where he did say he thought it would be about, you know, 30 plate appearances at the minimum he'd need to, to get, get a good look, so 
he could be, you know, right after that All-Star break. could be sometime in Anaheim or maybe in that Seattle series right after Anaheim. Has James Shields, ah, excuse me, Mark, has James Shields settled in? He's won his last two starts. We know he, he went on this historically bad uh, stretch when he arrived to the south side. Do you think we are seeing the real James Shields now? Yeah, I, I think this is what they expected of him. You know, I, I don't think they were looking at a guy who was going to, you know, go out there and throw nine innings every time and allow two or three hits and one run or just be, you know, the guy who was the number one starter for Tampa when they were going to the playoffs. They wanted a guy who would be a, a kind of a middle of the rotation stabilizing force and, you know, give you six, maybe seven innings and just kind of help extend that rotation out. And he's done that pretty much his last three starts. You know, the, the start that kind of started was the one in Boston, and it wasn't a, a, a deep start. He, he went five-plus. Well, you know, that's a pretty darn good lineup that he faced too and kind of held them at bay. So, yeah, I think he's moving in the right direction. And, you know, he, he, he has that good disposition where he could handle all the – the kind of the lobs that were being thrown in his direction because let's face it, you know, for four straight starts he got absolutely lit up. And things are better now. This is this is what they thought they were going to get when they got him. And it's, it's interesting because General Manager Rick Hunt made that point on the conference call that day when they acquired Shields that, you know, hey, we're not getting this guy to be the number one guy in the playoffs, the number one guy in our rotation. This is a guy to, you know, deepen the rotation and just make a stronger one through five. And he's starting to do that the last couple of times out. All right, Mark. Well, this is the last time uh, we'll check in with you in the first half, and we'll catch up with you again uh, after the All-Star break. The people want to know, Mark, how are you going to spend your All-Star break? I'm going to be in glorious Chicago and then uh, at the end of it traveling to Anaheim, but I do have a, uh, a trip to Las Vegas at some point on the horizon, but I, I, I can't say what at this point. It's, 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 it's to, be, uh, to be determined. But, yeah, the All-Star break will be quietly spent. Well, maybe not quietly, but we'll be spent in Chicago. It's a lovely town of Chicago, Illinois. Sounds lovely, Mark. Thank you for joining us, as always, and uh, thank everybody for tuning in. And we will not announce uh, your Las Vegas trip dates uh, on this podcast because that's the last thing you need is a horde of podcast listeners beating down your hotel door uh, trying to get some, some time with you uh, in Sin City. So we'll, we'll definitely Talk. look to avoid that. Been there before. We don't want to do it again. Absolutely. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Check in with you soon. All right. Thanks, Anthony. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.